0: Hello everyone and welcome to movie club episode nine it's a little uh, behind the curtain. It's our second time recording this episode.
1: Because AJ fucked up the, re- the recording. We understand. False. We accept your apology, False. AJ. News.
0: I will release... <laughs> I will put on my Twitter like <laughs> a segment of the original episode to prove...
1: Of his doxed recording, I'd like to point out.
0: I'll put up the file you gave me.
1: So maybe we had some technical issues with the when, when you tried to record this. A few technical issues.
0: Don't worry, the first time I went to uh, record my version of the ads, mm-hmm. uh, Streamlabs had run an update and it killed all of the um, inputs and outputs.
1: <laughs>
0: Behind the curtain, because it was... I don't
1: think you ever gave me those.
0: No, they should be up.
1: Okay. Or after this If, if not,
0: I, I edited them, but I haven't uh, uploaded them. Um, okay. But yeah, I was like, oh, that was actually a really good reading. And was, my first reading was <laughs> actually my best. Um, and then I went to play it back, and there's no audio. So I went and checked, sure enough.
1: To be fair, who really... Has anyone ever done a podcast with zero, like, missing episodes? I do not believe that in history.
0: Uh, If anybody did it, I would bet it's Dan Carlin from Hardcore History.
1: See, I don't know if I do, though, because Dan Carlin could just, like, the way he does his podcast, we would never know. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's the problem, because it's so, like, this inherent thing of, like, kind of scripted enough where, like, I don't know, like, if we would know. It could just be an actual retake, he would never catch it.
0: Yeah, I wonder how long it takes him to do it. Does he just sit down and just God. read the four hour, five hour <laughs> script or whatever, just straight through?
1: See, mm, see, a part of me goes, I wonder if he, because I've, because I've done that kind of like film review stuff, even like same idea of that. And I, I usually what you do is you go through the entire thing and then you find your bad spots and jump those. At least that's the way I like to do it. Yeah,
0: but I don't know, man. He just. I had a lot of downtime when I was driving back from Montreal. <laughs>
1: and, That's a lot of downtime yeah, is hardcore it, history. It was 10
0: hours, and I listened to the first episode of Supernova in the East, which is about the rise of the Japanese Empire. Uh, and I believe it's it's two hundred and seventy something minutes. So whatever that would be in hours, that would be four something, four and a half, five hours. Um, yeah, it sounded like he had zero breaks. Like, he just sat down and just sat did, down it. And he did it. <laughs> Which, if he did, Which, if he did, I'm very impressed. Kudos.
1: To be fair, everyone should just always be impressed by Dan Carlin, because he's Dan Carlin. He puts in a shit ton of research. But see, see I've, I've done some other history podcasts I like, and I only listen to them because they're not five hours, because I don't always have that time. Uh, one of my favorites is, it's... um. Something like Keeping History Fun or something. That's from a professor in Utah. And he like tries to like do history stories but like not make them this dry history um,
0: thing. What you missed in history class used to be really good. And then it kind mm-hmm. of took a downturn and I stopped listening. And So I don't know if it's gotten any better. but um, That was always a fun one because they would cover some of the topics that like Harlan would cover. But instead of five... I Six tried that. T-
1: I, I, I didn't love it. It's History That Doesn't Suck with Professor Greg Jackson, by the way. And I've tried that history podcast. I just don't know if I... So, I don't know if I love the whole, like, w- when there's multiple people discussing a history topic as much as I want the history of the history.
0: I mean, I would... I mean, I would if, I could, if I could... Also, I'm hearing an echo, also, so I don't know if that's on your... For me? Um, 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 I would much rather have, like almost an interview style somebody talk about certain topics
1: but an interview is not a panel and that's why i think it's different
0: yeah. yeah if there's a bunch of people then yeah it's a little weird but like i want the happy i want the happy medium between like what you missed in history class and the depth of a dan carlin Mm-hmm. like sometimes carlin goes off on <laughs> the best An hour in the world. and a half tangent of this like kid in a country that has no impact to the story mm-hmm. and he just goes on this tangent and it's like okay dude we started in chicago we're now in like nebraska but we're supposed to be going to new york so uh let's get this thing back on back on track.
1: And he's like, Let me tell you about the Chinese and their ancient you're like. Oh no. Uh,
0: whenever and people... I love Dan
1: Collins yeah. podcasts. They're just to me it's it would be like it'd be like if Giant Bombcast and Giant Peepcast were one podcast is the issue with them.
0: And they weren't structured.
1: Yes, <laughs> they weren't... Sh- and the- Instead, they just went, here are all the topics we're doing today in yeah. the beginning, and just randomly picked them out of a hat, randomly.
0: Yeah. If he could get it... And this is, this is not a knock against him. Like, he's, his research is exceptional. He's a very good presenter. He just doesn't necessarily always order his stuff the right way.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Because when I listen to... Um, The Blueprint for Armageddon, which is a series on the First World War, War. like, Like, the first episode, he just went off on this tangent of, like, a town in France's politics that really didn't matter in the grand scheme of things, Mm
1: -hmm. but he
0: thought it mattered because of it's where one of the battles took place and stuff like that, and it's just like... Right, okay. He will tell you everything. You may not necessarily want to have known everything.
1: But he will tell, tell you, you
0: everything. everything. That being said, we are not going to tell you everything on this podcast.
1: Can can Okay, if we're going to tell you everything, where do we start?
0: Um, we start with the fact that... Um, possibly the most interesting... Lawsuit going on right now has gotten even more interesting god damn it i fucking so
1: it's the gearbox lawsuit right yes and a part of me went this lawyer feels like he's saying extreme shit i kind of believe him but i don't know if i really think that he stole 12 million dollars right from under his employees eyes right right and then what happened was they went and here's evidence
0: a (laughs) Yeah, a contract that had been adjusted
1: to show that which, he diverged the money from Gearbox to his whatever well, no, he game necess- company it's called.
0: See, here's the thing where it gets weird, right? Mm-hmm. He, it's not like he wrote into the contract that Gearbox was going to pay Randy Pitchford Magic $12 million.
1: No, but it's how Gearbox works is, though.
0: They're a private company, and so he doesn't have to answer to shareholders or anything like that.
1: No, no, but the the reason why I say he stole the money from his employees was the Gearbox employee contract is you get X percentage of revenue from the game you worked on. So if you put a loan against the game you worked on for something not related to the game...
0: Well, wasn't the bonus for... Performance?
1: Mm-mm, so it's it. there is performance stuff, but like... Well, no, the, the very, bonus so... from
0: 2K was...
1: The bonus was, yes, but he's barring against the bonus.
0: Okay. This is the games game daily dot biz. Um, let's see. Upon satisfaction of the terms, publisher two K would pay out fifteen Okay. This is where it gets weird. Mm-hmm. Because Okay. I'm just gonna read this verbatim. Uh, on June 12th, 2019, Calendar, who is, he's- The lawyer? No. Well, he's the former counsel. He's the guy that Randy is saying misused company funds for, what was it, like, a gun membership in a gym? Yeah. Something like that. Um, his attorney submitted a new 76-page filing that includes an amendment to the Borderlands 3 contract between Gearbox and 2K. Originally dated November 29th, 2016, so this would have been post 2 by a long shot, and in fact, this was post, or was this pre-Tales?
1: Wait, what
0: was was the year? 2016. The end of 2016.
1: Uh, Tales already started. Tales started in 2014 or 15. I don't know the year, but it's somewhere in that window, so I'm positive this is post, but also, they didn't make Tales. I know
0: it's just in terms of the timeline uh, okay. w- or would that have been right around the time of pre sequel
1: pre sequel was before tails I thought because pre sequel st- launched in beginning of 2014 right after the new consoles launched
0: okay that references the 12 million plus another three for remaining gearbox co-founder and CFO Stephen ball Um... The 12 million being uh, the 12 that is uh, the alleged amount that Pitchford siphoned. Uh, It goes Mm -hmm. on to say this contract amendment includes a clause titled Bonus for Satisfaction of Dedicated Executive Requirement. This clause states that developer, Gearbox Software LLC, as defined by the contract, is eligible for a recoupable $15 million bonus. So, what that sounds like. ...is if 2K was not... ...satisfaction of dedicated executive requirement. The way that's worded is like, oh, you guys have been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but being a recoupable bonus means that 2K could revoke... ...any of the payments. Right. If they, like, I'm guessing the recoupable would be like if Ball or Pitchford left for any reason.
1: Because mm-hmm. part of it is they trust they're running the company. Yeah.
0: In other words, upon satisfaction of the terms publisher 2K Games to pay out $15 million to Gearbox split into three $5 billion payments. These are funds earned by Pitchford and Ball in their roles as Gearbox employees. Mm-hmm. 2K Games very much wanted Pitchford and Ball involved in the project and the clause ties the $15 million to three key development milestones. We didn't release the master of his gold. Uh, their attentions towards the development and success of Borderlands 3 and the personal engagement for 30 hours per week.
1: I love the pact of 30 hours per week. Uh,
0: the word, okay, here we go. The word recoupable is important because it indicates that the bonus was part of 2K's funding of Borderlands 3's development. And like most publisher expenses, must be paid back by ways of royalties. So this isn't so that's what we this isn't necessarily a loan. This is more of a we are going to pay you, but you are we're taking a cut. So they just of, added
1: it to the cost of development basically.
0: Yeah. So I'm getting th- this way just to put it. means that the game got fifteen million dollars more expensive or two K. But the
1: issue is the money didn't go to the team.
0: Right. That's the well, issue at hand. Right, but we haven't gotten to that part. In Callender's original complaint, he alleged the misappropriation of funds. In his most recent amended petition, he and his attorneys have provided both the original contract clause and an amendment to the Bonus for Satisfaction of Dedicated Executive Requirement Clause. Uh, the March first, 2017 amendment authorizes 2K Games to divert Pitchford's $12 million recoupable bonus to his personal company, Pitchford Entertainment Media & Magic. The document, which is redacted, does clearly bear signatures for both Gearbox and 2K representatives. While we now have proof that funds were originally intended to be paid to Gearbox have since been diverted to Pitchford's company, there are factors that we still don't fully understand. Pitchford's a 50% owner, and has 51% operational control. Uh, Ball is the Mm. other owner and the rest of the control. Or, no, with Ball controlling the rest, because I believe there are some outside investors.
1: I bet you there's some random, like, Ten cent probably. Three percent here, five percent here type yeah. nonsense.
0: Um, according to attorney- I wonder if
1: 2K has any stake. Probably not.
0: Maybe. Maybe a small stake. According to attorney Richard Hague of the Hague law firm, the ownership situation could confound the matter. He goes on to say, if the royalty were just owed to Gearbox on the whole and then Randy diverted it, it would look very much like stealing. As an officer or director, you owe a duty to protect the assets of the company. It's usually divided into a duty of loyalty and a duty of care. Here, the duty of loyalty is very much implicated, as one could argue, as they are in fact arguing, that Randy took a business opportunity directly out of the hands of the company he owes this duty towards. Um, however, because the clause is written specifically name Pitchford and Ball, a case could be made that he earned those funds directly. Um, it continues by saying, It was likely Randy negotiating the agreement directly, so that brings up his own concerns, especially if the plan was always for Randy to receive this $12 million. In fact, if he weren't in functional control of the company, I wouldn't doubt if such a provision were in an agreement of this type, that he could go to his board and CEO and say, I deserve a portion, or perhaps even all, of such bonus amount. The issue is that he is in control of the company, and I'm not sure they went through the proper corporate processes to cleanse any such decision to divert the funds to his magic company. Such a cleansing action would ordinarily take place through the approval of disinterested directors and or stockholders. In other words, if the folks that are not directly benefiting from the contractor payment approve of it, generally the law is going to be okay with it. It's the kind of thing a general counsel would recommend. So now we get into when this contract was being signed, mm-hmm. was Calendar still with Gearbox as general counsel?
1: Because it's client privilege confidentiality? Well, no, because
0: it says... It's the kind of thing a general counsel would recommend. Saying the general counsel would recommend for them to go through this process of cleansing the decision by giving it to disinterested people. Hmm. Um, and if he wasn't there when this happened, suddenly that makes it look like, oh, Randy was yeah taking... T- taking $12 million that 2K was giving kind of as a bonus already. Mm-hmm. But instead of it going through Gearbox and then to Randy, it went straight to Randy. So. Mm-hmm. Um. A jury trial is set currently for the beginning of 2020, January 7th.
1: Um, oh, that far away?
0: Uh, well, there's a good chance this could settle. Sad. Um, what could be very interesting, though, is Borderlands 3 will be out by then for, like, what, five or six months?
1: This comes out September. So four I months. Think. September or... or five months. Is it August? I think it's September. Yeah, somewhere in there.
0: Um, so four or five months of the game could be out. If sudden. No, two or three months. No, because the trial is set for January.
1: Oh, you mean from there to there. Okay. Yeah.
0: So, if suddenly during the trial there comes up, okay how do we handle because this recoupable bonus was supposed to be paid from royalties how does that get handled?
1: What do you mean by how does that get handled though? Cause he, so, he, the lawyer can't sue for the money that the employees are owed in that capacity though.
0: Well, what they're saying is it may not like. Two K gave them the fifteen million, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and this is just through me reading it. Two K gave them the fifteen million, but they were going to get it back through the royalties. So basically, they were going to take whatever you know. They could probably just take the first fifteen million dollars in sales to cover that, and then start going into. You know, their regular cut. But, mm-hmm. since it was diverted from Gearbox to Randy Pitchford Entertainment, now Randy Pitchford Entertainment has to pay that back. Mm-hmm. So, that's where it gets interesting of, well, suddenly Randy Pitchford effectively be laundering money through his Magic Company to pay off this recoupable bonus, or is Gearbox still responsible for that 12 million?
1: Mm hmm. I you saying. God, I don't know.
0: This situation is very interesting, mainly because of how it's worded that. I don't think previously people knew that it was a recoupable bonus. Yeah. So suddenly. The fact that it's a recoupable bonus changes this dr- dramatically mm-hmm. because i'm guessing the 15 million was going to go to the company which then would pay on you know whoever right um mm-hmm. because okay Three Twelve million. Bonus for satisfaction of dedicated executive. Yeah, it's just the situation is really weird because it's they have to be personally engaged in the project for thirty hours a week.
1: That yeah, that's such a weird clause. Also,
0: and their attentions toward the development and okay, this is where this is where it could get interesting because. There's three milestones. Going gold, mm-hmm. which they're going to hit.
1: Which I bet you they'll hit in two months and not a month.
0: Um, their personal engagement for 30 hours. That could be. But how do you track that? Right.
1: Like, realistically, I bet you they because as much shit as we want to give them. What is really 30 hours when you're the boss?
0: Right. Well, and their personal. Like it could what... be I had a phone call for it What is their personal engagement? them being at the office. Right.
1: right. which I feel like it's not. It's probably stuff like phone call or checking emails. Right. Like you could thirty hours is a lot of time, don't get me wrong, but it's very fudgible numbers and easily ways.
0: Yeah. The one that gets interesting is their attentions toward the development and success of Borderlands three. Right. That could give so here's the catch because of all of this happening is this going against their attention toward the success of Borderlands three?
1: Now, but here's the question, though. If Borderlands 3 is successful, do they care if what details went to it? Because I'm willing to place a bet no matter what shit happens, Borderlands 3 is going to be one of the best-selling games of the year. I'm just willing to place that bet on paper right now.
0: I'm trying to think. Uh, one
1: of. I'm not saying the best. Is
0: the Call of Duty remake is this year, right?
1: Call of Duty. So big stuff this year is Call of Duty... Mortal Kombat is the number one selling game of the year. Kingdom Hearts is the second best selling game of the year. You'll have Doom. Like, these are your big contenders.
0: Yeah, something else comes out on... Um,
1: hold on. Oh, Gears. But you know what I'm saying, though? Like, I'm not saying it's going to be even top three, per se. But, like, they're going to make good money this year on this game.
0: Yeah, uh, okay, cool fall...
1: Because you get all you gearbox adaptation all you want, Borderlands as a name has some level of weight when it comes to sales.
0: Okay. Um... I'm going to start in September. Is there? You have Gears 5, Borderlands 3...
1: Is Death Stranding this or next year? Next year. Oh, that yeah. is? Ooh. Um...
0: The thing of it is, Gears releases on that Friday, and then Borderlands on Tuesday. Do you really... No, here's my ultimate question. Actually, here's a
1: question I have. Gears being on Game Pass, do you think that makes it minimize the effect it has on Borderlands sales?
0: Uh, No, if anything, it compounds it. Because it's going to be more people going... Oh, let me try But it's
1: more people, but people didn't spend money on it the same way.
0: No, it's not necessarily going to impact sales right away.
1: That's more what I was referring to. Like I don't it's think it's gonna it, be I don't think like if when a sixty dollar error it would have where yeah. I think it being on Game Pass mutes it a bit. When it comes to Although the, isn't, the sales affecting Is
0: Borderlands three gonna be on Game Pass? No. It might be on PC. At least we don't Game know Pass. that. I thought I saw something about it being they... on Game Pass. It may have been for PC.
1: No, handsome Jack is on Game Pass. Um
0: uh...
1: Okay, they have it. not said anything about that. No, about three being on Game Pass.
0: Uh, FIFA Twenty comes out in September, which, which yeah, say like... what you will for sales in the states. But that is going to be the best-selling game. No, in
1: No, no, it's a massive thing. But I don't. I'm not convinced sport games affect sales of other games directly because there are sports games audiences.
0: Yeah, um, that's what I'm more referred to. The first week in October is Ghost Recon, then you have Call of Duty later in October. Then you have Outer Pokemon, Worlds. which...
1: Outer Worlds, I don't I know. I I'm very excited. I just don't believe it's going to, like, take the industry by storm sales-wise.
0: Yeah. Uh, Death Stranding is the 8th. And then on the 15th, you have Jumanji the video game. The, the two... <laughs> Wait, that's a yeah. thing? It's a tie-in to the movie. Um, the two Pokemon games, and then that which... new Star Wars game.
1: So, wait, wait, did you hear the shit about the new Star Wars game?
0: Uh, what's up?
1: It's not an action game. It's a Metroidvania. Yeah. But they didn't show that
0: shit publicly. Yeah, no, I saw that. Which, wh- why'd you not show that? Because they're going for, let's make the best looking trailer.
1: But it didn't.
0: <laughs> well, but if you took the trailer and said, oh, we're going to throw in... You know, the Metroidvania stuff.
1: uh, Maybe I agree with you on that, but at the same time, they had, like, a 30-minute demo. (laughs) They could
0: have shown that. They could have. I decided not to. Yeah, fucking hell. So... Yeah, and then currently in December is just Life is Strange, episode 5. Which, yeah. Um, That's the thing. So, based on that list, I'm
1: convinced it will be one of the top-selling.
0: Uh, here's why not. Um, say what you will, but Star Wars sells. That's fair. Uh, Death Stranding will sell because it's. Could I not? don't know if I'm convinced it'll sell more than Borderlands. Oh, I'm not saying it'll sell more than Borderlands, but it's gonna like. There are things that are going to cut into Borderlands success.
1: And that okay. Um.
0: Doom will sell because it's the sequel to Doom 2016 and that game had a great like post-release life once everybody found out that Mm -hmm. it was amazing. Um, In October I mean Call of Duty. Right. Call of Duty but I think there's going to be a year where Call of Duty reclaims the top of the year. It's this year. Because it's rebooting Modern But it's Warfare. always one of the top. Right, but it hasn't been the top for, I think, the past couple of years now.
1: See, and I don't know if I agree with you on that, because I think Black Ops... I think all the Black Ops have sold better than all of the Modern Warfare. Yeah, but Black
0: Ops Four did jack shit for them.
1: But 1 through 3 are the three best-selling Call of Duty games. Yeah. And Dunggong, and well, we're about... Well, it was also about... a
0: different... Like, it was a different but... era, like... We're but bigger. we're also talking about Modern Warfare 1
1: and 2 are, like, 4 or 5. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they're not, like, powerhouses. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, don't undercut that, like... It was also... the Black Ops was not number one best-selling game of the year, and that is their powerhouse franchise.
0: I mean, Modern Warfare 1 was released in... 2008?
1: Yeah. I think, 8 or 9. I don't know on top of my head. So, but... it was
0: released in a recession year. Console sales weren't that great to start for the 360 and PS3. Mm, By then,
1: they were pretty good. Well, no,
0: they got a lot better after 08. Like, if you look at, especially the PS3. PS3.
1: 360, I thought by then, because 360 was out where I thought by then it had a good installment.
0: The PS3 shot like a fucking rocket after 08.
1: PS3, it was like 2009. PS3, like, fucking took the world by storm. It was was effectively a straight line up. You know, my favorite thing right now is PS3... Has outsold 360 worldwide. Which, if you told someone in 2007 that
0: one, no, I would have said for sure the PS the PlayStation is going to outsell Xbox. But it's just interesting for one specific reason because Xbox has never had a hold in Japan. And then yeah, and say what you will, but that is effectively a no matter how many Playstations they sell. Mm -hmm. it's still that many more than xbox sold Mm -hmm. and i mean if we're honest xbox doesn't have a foothold outside of north america
1: they have some in europe but yeah not the best
0: like you look at every you know well look at fifa right who do they advertise with Mm -hmm. it's playstation why but that wasn't
1: true back then, though. That was not true in the PS3 era.
0: Yeah, it was. I don't think so.
1: They Call of Duty, for sure, was a Xbox franchise, in that way.
0: Yeah, but, well, no, I'm saying, like, the biggest games in the world were normally... If they didn't... There weren't a lot of exclusive advertising deals. It was mm-hmm. Call of Duty on Xbox, and... I mean, like, FIFA and stuff, they didn't do a lot of exclusive content. So, mm-hmm. it was just, so it was just, just, like, at the end, yeah, what console. Uh, and the only reason that one of the FIFAs had a Xbox deal was because they featured Seattle on the cover. Mm. And oh, Seattle okay. is sponsored by Xbox. So, they did a deal for that one. Um, but I think other than that, it's been, like, you know, you talk to... Most people outside of North America, right? South America is dominated by the PlayStation. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, Europe seems to be dominated by the PlayStation. I don't know about Africa.
1: I don't um, know. I, Africa's weird. I don't know it it's, either. It's the
0: weirdest thing, right? Like, it's. I think it's the biggest continent. If you take Europe and Asia as two separate. Yes. It's the biggest continent. Maybe outside of Asia. Asia's huge, but I believe Africa is bigger. It's much bigger than the US. But it's like, I know nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, I know nothing about, like, what games sell, what movies sell. Like,
1: I, have z- I have legitimately zero idea.
0: You know, what sells, like, I don't, I don't know. Whoever can figure out that market is going to be a, a trillionaire because... There's Plus, so you know, Someone people. probably
1: has and we're both idiots. Yeah, that's
0: true. Um, but yeah, I, I could see Borderlands being four or five.
1: I could see that. I, I I think it's, I think it's, I'm going to place a decent bet in the top five.
0: It kind of depends on what kind of push is Ghost Recon Breakpoint going to get.
1: I think it's that and I think Doom and Call of Duty sales will directly affect it. I think Doom will.
0: Yeah. And if anything like? Let's see. Um. Gears is going to affect it, with it being three day. Excuse me, three days before. I
1: think Gears will affect it. I'm just, I'm just, I'm very interested now because I'm less convinced Gears will affect it in this. Game Pass era than I would have been two years well, ago. Well, but
0: think about it, right? Okay, if you're Joe Schmoe and you have Game Pass for your Xbox, and you're like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to play Gears. Well, you download Gears and get into Gears, you're probably not but... one of these people that are playing multiple games at a time.
1: But if you're Joe Schmoe, were you the market anyway? Like I'm, I am don't for... know, that's where I'm going to get curious. What? For buying a game on day one that you'd have paid 60 bucks for.
0: Well, if that's what you're saying, that it won't affect, then because Borderlands comes out three days later, that directly goes against your argument of the Joe Schmoes aren't buying day one. Like, Gears is going to be sold for a while. And it gets a, a decent head start. So... Does Gears...
1: I don't know. Does Ge- does Game Pass do that weird EA thing of where you get stuff like a week earlier no. now? You get it okay, on release that's just a- release then. Do we think Ubisoft's going to do that dumb shit?
0: With, uh, like, Trial? It kinda depends on- No, with the Playpad. It kinda depends on, uh, what the price is. Okay. Because if it's 10 bucks a month, which is-
1: I think it's 15, they said.
0: If it's 15, I almost wonder if that's the, like, the Access Premiere, the Origin Premiere. Where you get it early, and you get the highest edition.
1: So I didn't realize that Origin had two versions like that.
0: Yeah, it has the Origin Access, which is... That's the one that gets you the 10-hour trial. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, there's games in the Access Vault. Right, I knew that. And then there's additional games in the Premiere Access Vault, which is what I have. Really? And the thing of it is, the Premiere Access gets you all EA games. And the highest version of those games.
1: The highest version intrigues me a lot, just considering, like, Like those those are some... It
0: even went back into my library of... And did it? Yeah. It was like, do you want to upgrade your game? You're like, damn right I do. So I upgraded my Battlefield 4 to premium, because I didn't have that on PC. I had it on uh, PS3. It upgraded my Mass Effect 2 and 3, and Andromeda. It upgraded, um... Need for Speed. Like, anything that had a digital deluxe edition, I got. Mm-hmm. I got that version So,
1: of every games. EA game ever?
0: Well, no, like, uh... Really, it was only the Battlefield game. That had those. Not FIFA stuff? Uh, no, it doesn't get you... Well, like, 16... Didn't have any of that stuff. Mm. Like it didn't have a digital Velux version. Now it gets you the Ultimate Edition, which like for the Madden one gave me 20 packs or whatever for the Ultimate Team. Okay. And I believe FIFA did the same thing. Honestly, I've only been playing FIFA through their story mode, which is actually pretty good.
1: I've heard it's actually not bad. Uh I've heard that consistently. Yeah.
0: And it's like a good... If you just kind of want to hop in and play quicker games, Mm. you can do that through that mode. Hmm. Um, Yeah.
1: So, I know this is Movie Club and you have to get to the movie, but one thing first, AJ. I got the Spider-Man Platinum.
0: The... Probably second. Well, I'm gonna exclude the Telltale games because that's basically just finish the game.
1: It's my, I think, eighth platinum or ninth.
0: But it's probably the second easiest platinum that you can get.
1: So okay, I'm gonna see if you can guess quickly. I'll pull. Th- I'm gonna pull them up while you while you think about this. See if you can figure out as I look up the total number of platinums I have, what are my platinum trophies?
0: Uh, Telltale, Borderlands, Spider-Man, and let's see, there were two seasons of Walking Dead. There's Tales, so that's three. Wolf Among Us would be four. Borderlands, it would be five. Skyrim is six. Spider-Man is seven. I can think of seven.
1: I'm loading in right now, so I'm I, I'm loading in my profile so I can look at it. Um, so I never played Wolf begin with.
0: Oh you did the Batman one. You
1: got Walking Dead season two does not have a plat. Okay. Batman does not have a oh, plat. Does he... Season one do- season one has a platinum. Yeah. Tails does have a platinum. You said Skyrim, which is correct. You said Spider Man.
0: Borderlands two
1: No I do not have Borderlands two platinum. That was my next platinum. Does that shock you that I don't have Borderlands 2 Platinum?
0: No, because it seems like that game has trophies that are unnecessary, I'm sure.
1: Um, I'm only a couple away, I just need to kind of like grind up a bit. I can, don't wrong, I can do it. It just,
0: I have nine Platinum trophies,
1: let's let's see. I'm
0: trying to think, I don't ever, got, I don't think I ever got the Platinum for Drive Club. It's apparently pretty easy.
1: Okay, we said Spider-Man, right? <laughs> I'm going through the thing, so that's why. Skyrim. Yeah, that's correct. Um. Walking we said Dead Batman. Batman, you said. So dim. Batman does. I apologize. Batman does apparently. So um, that's four. Tails does. Yeah, I said Tails does. Some of the as Walking Dead, some do, some don't. So like, I have to think on a time of head. Walking Dead, you were so correct that's five. on. Season 2, for the record, does not have a Platinum, but I would have it if it did. But it is, does not in my count, obviously. I know one of them thats I don't think you're going to guess. So you said Skyrim. Yep. We said Walking Dead Season 1. I have two Walking Dead Season 1 Platinums. Oh. PS3 and PS4. Oh. Uh, Fallout 3 I have the Platinum in. Yeah,
0: I probably would have guessed one of the Fallout games.
1: Okay. Borderlands one, I have the platinum and not two. And my ninth platinum, which is my first platinum ever. Would you? Are you ready for a game? I'm guaranteeing you won't guess. Did
0: you do the Avatar platinum because it took ten minutes?
1: No, this is a platinum that actually took some decent time. This is the game I have spent the most money on DLC ever on. I guess no. I've legit probably spent like a hundred some dollars on DLC on this game.
0: Awesome.
1: With a ton of expansion. It's so many DLC in this game. There's weapon packs is so much shit.
0: Um. I don't know. I would have guessed it like a Call of Duty, but they don't really have weapon packs.
1: No, and Call of Duty is so hard to platinum. <laughs> no joke. I've looked into it. Saints Row the Third. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, but to get the platinum, you only needed a platinum base game.
1: That's true, but I also have all the DLC for that game.
0: Um, no, I thought Call of Duty, Call of Duty platinums got easier. They they did, but I I like
1: they have in like the past like two or three years.
0: I know the Battlefield platinum is pretty easy. It's basically just um, complete the campaign on whatever the hardest is. And Mm then it's, like, reach level 20, which is fairly easy.
1: The world at War Platinum is nearly fucking impossible, I am convinced. Is that one
0: of those where you have to reach someplace on a leaderboard? No,
1: it's... You have to do it on the hardest difficulty, and the hardest difficulty in that game is batshit fucking crazy. Because the entire game's a monster closet, so it's all checkpoints.
0: Yeah. Well, at least it's not, a which Modern Warfare was it where you had to do the plane um, um it was one of the Modern Warfares
1: uh I have bowled the trophy list in front of me you said mile high clips yeah. I know the trophy actually now you say it um it's not I think it's one but you
0: had to do it on Legendary and in a certain so time
1: so all so all of the Call of Duty is back then where you have to beat the game on Veteran yeah no, but the issue with two was you had to do all of the frickin' spec ops. And some of those are fucking hard.
0: Weren't those the co-op?
1: Yes, but I don't care. The hardest ones in spec ops with two people was still a fucking challenge.
0: Well just get good. I'm not good at those, but get good. <laughs>
1: uh huh. So, you ready to actually start the soccer correctly?
0: I will say, though, it's probably a good thing that the Arma franchise never made it to console.
1: Because you would have had to do it?
0: Because that would be an impossible platinum.
1: Oh, fucking damn it. Uh, it would.
0: Yeah. Like, I have. Well, the problem is I play a lot of scenarios, mm-hmm. which don't count towards the achievements. Really? Yeah. Like, you can go into... Because a lot of the achievements are tied to the single player. Mm. Or playing, like, certain multiplayer modes. Mm-hmm. And... well, hold on. I've got Steam open. Oh, no. And Arma 3 is my most recent played thing, so it's already up. Um, Arma 3... This is a game i did not decide to use steam achievements on <laughs> um let's see earn bronze medal earn the gold medal in carts uh finishing official carts time trial with an average speed of 85 fire finish any official firing like a lot of this stuff is go through certain scenarios or Publish a scenario to Steam Workshop. Um, mm-hmm. Update an existing Steam Workshop scenario to a newer version. <laughs> Spend over 100 hours creating and testing in the scenario editor. That's one of them.
1: God damn it. Um,
0: let's see. Uh, try it all Marksman DLC weapons. Like a lot of these are like try the weapons from DLCs and stuff like that. If you're in certain mod packs, they already have them, Mm -hmm. but they don't count as trying that out, which doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't track that you've tried a gun if you're playing a mod that has it in it right? or like a mod version of the gun. But there are a lot of, like, earn bronze, will then earn gold. And the firing drills are not easy. Uh, finish any official firing drill without penalties. That's ridiculous. Hmm. Um, Played as Zeus for a total of 24 hours. Uh a total of 200 objects as Zeus across all scenarios. So, like, Zeus is, we're getting way off tangent, but... Um, Zeus is their like commander mode in multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a lot of like, hey, if you're, um, like, uh, guide you recruits through all boot camp Zeus training stages, like, uh, pinged your Zeus, reacted to five player pings. Um, there's a lot of stuff that's just like, okay, some, you know. Alright, Mike, you and I are going to hop into Arma. You're going to be Zeus, and then I'm going to be Zeus, so we're just going to knock these out. It'll take days. Uh, well, one of them is literally playing Zeus for a total of 24 hours, and then there's the 100 hours creating and testing a scenario. Um, yeah, a lot of these would take just spent three hours in a tank, at, uh, spend 24 hours in any tank with a full human crew multiplayer. Hmm. So you have to find, I believe a full human crew would be driver, commander, MG, and turret. At least four, if not five people to do this. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, probably what you could do is cheese it and get five computers with five copies. Mm -hmm. Hop in. And just leave it on for twenty four hours, because it's just tracking time. It's not like you
1: know um, movement. Right. But kick you out.
0: Uh no, if you're running your own server, it won't kick you.
1: Re- uh, but it still counts as trophies.
0: Well, so, it's that Steam surprises me. But,
1: yeah. Okay, but sp- okay, seems But I'm saying I'm surprised it doesn't.
0: Uh, well, they don't because think about like. Okay. We're going off on an ARMA tangent because it's just easier to explain if I do the tangent. Because I would probably I would probably explain it through explaining these anyway. ARMA is as real as it gets. So you could have a mission where somebody could be literally... It could be a sniper mission. Mm-hmm. And they could literally be waiting for a target for 24 hours. So you would need that ability for them to just stay idle for that time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, included. So it's not going to kick you. Some servers have timeouts. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you could set up a server that didn't have a timeout. And, yeah, just run a sniper mission and, you know, have a target. And I hope they come through here and you know, I hope I can hit them. Kind of thing, but Yep. Yeah. that's the armor's Mansion.
1: Interesting. Um,
0: yeah, we are going to get on to movie club though. So let's do that.
1: Okay, you ready for my news? You ready for the new song? No. Movie club. See, there, like, guy. I spent a hard time writing that.
0: I bet. Thank you. All the time you spent on your ass at your government job. <laughs>
1: It is not technically a government job. Just the end client is the government. There's a difference. No, it's a government job. No, no, no. My boss does not work with the government. I do not work with the government. Therefore, it is not a government job.
0: You're a contractor, right? Or co- I guess the company you work for is a contractor. See? What?
1: I'm not a contractor.
0: Who are they contracted to?
1: Another company... Who's contracted to another government. company, who's then contracted to the government, actually. I'm, like, three steps away in this equation.
0: Well, that'd be, like, me going to work for L3. Like, they're a government contractor, but only part of the company is a government
1: com- No, I work for a company whose entire shtick is to fill the odd, weird amount of holes that a lot of government contractors have. Like, when they have, like, one person to fill. That's this company's
0: job. So you're just, your scabs for the government. I do cool shit. You're scabs for the government. <laughs> they pay me well. That's all that matters. As long as the damn check's right. clear, I don't care.
1: Well, I will know as of tomorrow. I get my first paycheck, so <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you.
0: Better damn hope they clear out. <laughs> Better
1: damn hope it clears. That's right. I got a moving bonus on that check. I hope so.
0: That's nice that they... Did they pay for all of it, or...? They paid for
1: a good chunk. Yeah. Which, which... To be fair, if I wanted to be tight on the move, I could have been, so, like... Because we made it into, like, a little road trip and stuff, so, like, we could have been tight on the move. But like, it's not the end of the world, but...
0: I bet... I did I move a bet thousand miles. that road trip from where you live down to where you live now... Yeah? Could be a really fun one, because you could follow the Mississippi for most of it. And, yeah. and I bet that would be a really cool road trip, just driving along the river.
1: So we drove Chicago through Kentucky mm-hmm. for an hour, then through Tennessee, and then through Alabama to Florida. Did yeah. you know Alabama was, like, lush and green? Yeah. I pictured it, like, Arkansas, where it's, like, desert-ish. No,
0: Alabama's beautiful.
1: Like, Alabama driving through, I was like, this is, it's all, like, hilly and stuff. that
0: yeah, Alabama's beautiful. The people in it aren't beautiful, uh- but the
1: <laughs> no, no, I think we have a viewer to Alabama. The alabamians are great. they are the best people, the greatest of people. Is that better
0: all right they're forty five <laughs> no
1: no, they went forty ninth in education. Get it right.
0: All right, that joke completely flew over your head. I don't think it did uh, i actually, I know it didn't, but <laughs> But uh, your response to it <laughs> what should have been. okay um so we're on movie yeah, we so
1: we always start with we're gonna start with our old movie yep. because we saw two movies of the same franchise so you start with the foundation right yep.
0: and this is actually the foundation of
1: the fr- that's true so we saw men in black first off first question right i appreciate they start a minority but I don't see female representation in this franchise immediately, so I will dock it a couple points for that one. It does gain a couple points for starring a black man, though. Well, but it, it had an old white guy when really it should have started a trans person. So again, docking a few points. Aliens remind me too much of the Crisis at the Border, minus another couple points there. Uh, the stories felt the jokes felt sexist. Another couple points being minus. It ended up having a woman at the end, but it was a cis woman at the end. So again. Don't know if I give it points for that, and it was a white person. As you that. say that, as a cis white male. <laughs> What's your you of the film?
0: Uh, my review of the film is it gains mega points because it has the twin towers to it. Fuck you, right. Which makes sense because I think it was released in '97, but
1: oh, it does. It was just, I didn't even process that actually.
0: Well, that's the thing, right? Like. You and I, well, I don't know about you, but for me the time between the wall falling in Berlin and 9/11 is shorter than 9/11 and now. And the, wall, the wall fell fall? before I was born. I think it fell Okay, 8/9. okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Um Yeah. Cuz it's been That's right. 18 years now. God, but yeah, that, so, I don't normally feel old. I mean, I'm twenty, but I'm you feel old. But yeah, when I say it's been eighteen years since the Twin Towers fell, like,
1: see, no, no, what made me I feel old is when that. I started hiring people born after nine eleven. Was what made me feel old? No,
0: well, actually, mm.
1: when I looked at people and I said, well, "Do you remember life before an iPhone?" and they said no, that's not necessarily weird. But it is. Well,
0: because you're in a big city, I would say that's not necessarily weird, where technology moves faster.
1: But iPhones would have been, like, 2008.
0: Yeah. Like, the first iPhone was 2008.
1: I know this guy. I had a rich kid in my class who got the first iPhone.
0: I can't remember. 2008 would have been... Was it released in the fall or the spring? I don't know. I believe it was released Probably, in the
1: fall. It's always fall, I thought so. So that.
0: that would have been my 8th grade year. Somebody had to have had it.
1: I was my 4th grade year, and it was we had one rich kid who was like, mom owned a business and stuff. like.
0: I also forget how much older I am than you are. That's true. Although I'm not as old as if we go by school, because um, I was a year ahead of school through primary school. Mm. So that really should have been my seventh grade year when that came out. Ooh.
1: Yeah, but say you're a couple years old, yeah. You, yeah, you're not like I'm only little bit i a
0: yeah, yeah, so, i bit of
1: a little
0: bit of a little
1: bit of a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a It made me remember, like, Will Smith of this era is just fucking great. It made
0: you remember that Will Smith actually had swagger. Like, legitimate swagger, not him trying to it's it. Like, we
1: make fun of it, but no, no. Will Smith is, like, because in my head, the opening of the film is, like, Will Smith is a bumbling idiot. And no, no, no. Will Smith in this film is, like, fucking a genius.
0: Yeah, he's got some serious swagger in this movie. And it's weird because, like, You think of Will Smith now, and especially as an actor, and it's like, that dude's really not that smart. Has he done anything big? I don't even know if it's anything bad,
1: but I don't know if he's done anything big recently. Um... Like, post that Netflix film, has he done anything?
0: Didn't they do a sequel? No, they did not. Well, that was a legitimate question. I can't remember if they did or not. I
1: didn't think they did. Like, I'm serious. I don't think they did.
0: Or is it? They were talking about doing a sequel. I thought it didn't do that hot. Right to, IMDb.
1: When does it win?
0: Uh, plot on nine sequel the twenty seventh film. Right, um, it hasn't been released yet. Okay. In August twenty eighteen, it was announced the film would begin filming in March twenty nineteen. Wow. So they're probably wrapping that up.
1: And again, I didn't th- it's just interesting. See, yeah, I didn't hear a thing about that.
0: Because So, what do you Filming was finished for the first one beginning of 2017
1: and then released 2018?
0: Uh, I think it released late 2017. Uh, December it 13, I
1: 2017.
0: Okay. It had a 90
1: million dollar budget. the it. I didn't Hate the film. It just wasn't a great film. I think I think I enjoyed the world of Bright. I enjoyed the film of Bright.
0: Well, when you have Will Smith and Joel Edgerton as your two mains, mm-hmm. and you hide Joel Edgerton in makeup, like, mm-hmm. he's a very talented actor. Like, it's incredible the stuff he's been in. For instance, let's see. Uh, Zero Dark Thirty, he was in... Which, by the way, uh... Chris Pratt is in Zero Dark Thirty. Uh... What? Yep. The Great Gatsby, um... Black Mass. He Comes at Night. Red Sparrow, which is terrible. Uh, Gringo, terrible. Um... Warrior, It's pretty good in that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um... Vulcan Pretty good movie. He's in Star Wars Episode 3. He is in Star Wars Episode 2. Yeah. And then his brother Urs. Got two of them. um, Are very tilted as well.
1: Nice. But yeah. Will Smith. Also, also this one, too. I forgot, like, that uh, Tom- Tommy Lee Jones is, like, a person.
0: What made you forget that he was a person?
1: He hasn't done anything since, <laughs> since No Country.
0: Dude, he's one of the best actors of that time. He just retired and doesn't want to do anything. I don't blame him.
1: That's true. But, like, also, like, He's so good. I, I also I really I think it's I think it's a trope, but I really like it when you have the sarcastic old man on the team, who like knows everything, but like kind of doesn't give a fuck.
0: Yeah, I was speaking about uh, Joel Edgerton's brother Nash. He was his stunt double for episode three. Huh. And his stunt double for Zero Dark Thirty. He's done a lot of uh, stunt work.
1: Wow. So what do you think, then? Do you, good film? Uh, Men in Black,
0: it is... Um, of the old movies we've watched, it is in the top three that I would say, hey, you want to watch a movie? So, so you you're Men telling
1: Black. me, not Agent
0: Cody Banks 2. Definitely not that. Not the second one. The first one is a possibility. First one, I feel like we gotta get drunk. No. Well, no. The, first, the thing of it is, if we were gonna do that, we watch the first one, do like a film in 40s of the first one, <laughs> and by the time we're done with the first one, and get to the second one, it might be enjoyable. <laughs>
1: I, hmm, I don't know. I feel like we're, we're pretty close to Blackout, which means, I don't know, if the film was enjoyable at that point
0: yeah um yeah i mean like men in black agent cody banks one star trek maybe star trek is definitely a fun movie but it like it's in certain company that's true but it's a fun if we're
1: going off the fun movie triumph star trek is up there yes
0: yeah yeah like if it was if it was me and people of like-minded film taste uh, Star Trek would probably honestly be the first movie. Like, hey, you watch a movie, let's watch Star Trek.
1: Or Agent, or Italian Job.
0: Uh, yeah. So Men in Black, Cody Banks, and Italian Job are, if we're going to watch a movie with my family. Mm. One of those
1: three. <laughs> AJ, I would love to be, you. your parents are there, they're like, well, watch a movie, I'm like, great, you trying to Agent Cody Banks.
0: Well, no, could you imagine, oh, hey, we're going to watch a movie, and I turn on Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> black and white, chrome edition. Why? it has to be shiny and chrome edition.
1: But, but yet, you're like, I like it as a silent film, and you just put it on mute, and you're just staring at the visuals.
0: Well, did you see, oh, I believe it was Soda did a black and white and silent treatment to a movie. It may have been Logan. I've
1: heard of this. Uh, no, Logan's just a black and white edition, I thought.
0: Somebody did a black and... Maybe it was before the Logan black and white actually came out. Hmm. I could have sworn Sarberg was the one that did that. Anyway, there, yeah, there was a black and white and silent version of a fairly recent, at the time, release. It was pretty good. Interesting. Um... I mean really like if you turn the music off and just leave the dialogue Mad Max is effectively a silent movie.
1: That's true because there's like very few lines.
0: There's very few lines and especially when it comes to Max like I can't imagine playing the role of Max because so that's right so much of that role is Facial and body expressions. Mhm. Like he just doesn't talk, so you can't have somebody that's a good talker play that role. Mm. Mm-hmm. You yeah. have to have, you know, an exceptionally good actor. Granted I've had Mel mm-hmm. Gibson play him, so I don't know an actor you really need, but um, Tom Hardy nails it.
1: Which is funny, which I think it might be part of my issue with that film is because, you know, I love, like, the talking head films.
0: Yeah. Mad Max is the perfect tribute to old-school action movies. Mm-hmm. It's I agree with that. Big, wide-open set pieces, car chases, like, very little in the way of shaky cam, hand-to-hand combat, a million cuts in five seconds.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and then Logan is the perfect tribute to a Western movie.
1: Mm-hmm. Interesting. I yeah.
0: Yeah. I've gotta figure out what movies I'm gonna watch on our on my flight to Alaska. You're going to Alaska? And I'm pretty sure I'm gonna watch Mad Max and Logan in black and white. Hmm. And then probably well, okay, I don't know I can I can think of exactly what I'm gonna do. I wanna have those two movies and then I'm gonna load up the first six races of the twenty twelve Formula One season and watch those.
2: Hmm.
0: And I have to be specific about the first six. Because in the first six races of twenty twelve they had six different ones. So it was so back... it was very action packed racing. So back to the important part. Yeah. Alaska. Alaska. I'll be there for ten days. Why? Just cause? Uh it's kind of a like family trip plus my brother graduated high school this year. In Alaska? No. Hmm. He graduated high school and we've always wanted my parents have been. Um, but my brother and I haven't. And for um, my high school graduation, just happened to be synced up to, I believe it was my parents' 20th wedding anniversary. Mm. So this would be their 25th this year. So you guys so going to be do... there while they... Uh... No. Well, no. Because their anniversary is in August and we're going to be there in July. Mm. Um, but for my graduation, we went out to Lake Tahoe. Because they had done that for uh, every five-year anniversary. Hmm. They'd gone out there and like you know, mine just happened to line up with that. So we went out there and then this year we're going to Alaska. So we're going to go fishing one of the days.
1: Like in a couple of days Ooh Nice mm-hmm. So we both approve of Men in Black Yes. We will be right back Because uh, remember We are union number 69 And uh, we do get our legally mandated Five minute breaks
0: In other words Mike has to pee
1: Five minute legal breaks Or I will be calling a strike
0: Which is effective Seeing as how you work for the government
1: God fucking damn it. We'll be back.
0: All right, everyone, we are back. Um, As a reference to when we're recording this, the NBA draft is going on right now. And even though I don't give a shit about the NBA, uh, I think it's kind of interesting to watch these drafts. Uh, Mm. Mike's former hometown, uh, Chicago Bulls, drafted Kobe White, uh, North Carolina. I guess, well, they would be the closest team to me. I was going to say. Um... But only, you have Detroit? We have Detroit, but it's it's a little bit further. I think it's within like twenty or thirty miles.
1: Interesting, I didn't know that Chicago was closer to you.
0: Um Oh only by a little. Like like I said, it's it's twenty or thirty miles if that.
1: So I'm officially gonna call you the Chicagoan.
0: Nah it's still too far.
1: Nope, nope, nope. Too late.
0: Um the Pistons drafted a 6-9 power forward out of Guinea named Sekoud What? So I have, I
1: have a basketball question for you.
0: Sure. Since you the I'm, expert after all. I'm not a all. huge basketball expert, but sure. Go ahead.
1: Thank you, basketball expert. Okay. So do you have to be in... So I know there's some sports with this role and some there isn't. Is this one of the sports you have to be in college first?
0: Uh, yes, if you're in the U.S., you have to attend a year. Although, so, starting next year, that's not going to be the case.
1: Because I was about to say, to me, that is the dumbest rule in the world.
0: Um. They are introducing an option to go into the G League, which is their developmental league. It's sponsored by Gatorade, okay. which is why it's called the G League. But it, yeah, it's, it makes it's effectively the MLB minor leagues, mm-hmm. which, um, MLB is very unique in the sense that you can get drafted straight out of high school.
1: Right. Um, is hockey the same way?
0: Hockey is very weird.
1: I thought hockey you could also. Hockey,
0: you could get drafted from, like, a travel team, basically. <laughs> um feel like, an American wants to play? Fuck it, let him Well, I mean, a lot of uh, hockey picks are college kids. Mm-hmm. Mainly because that means there's at least three years that they've been playing you know, decent caliber hockey. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, if you were to... Like the international sports are really weird. Like NBA, what international NBA has an international reach. The NHL has an international reach.
1: Obviously, NHL does.
0: Um. Even the MLB has an international reach, but the their international rules are a little bit different. Really. Yeah. So you could. All right, we're going off on a sports tangent. Uh, in the in the MLB, I believe this is how it works. You can. Um, buy a player's contract from hmm. a, a team um, except for japan
1: japan
0: um japan you have to play four or five years before you can uh leave to go to the mlb
1: is that just because they wouldn't have players
0: otherwise, or? Yeah, they basically want to keep their baseball still going. Because if it was just oh, you could if you were good enough to go to the majors, you could just go.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, you
0: would lose a, a now especially a decent amount of talent.
1: So I've legitimately heard that Japan's a very interesting place because so many people like actually like go there for like different like hockey and stuff. Like it's very interesting.
0: What do you mean people go there
1: like like americans they can't go into like the nhl try to make it in japan to so have a better chance
0: uh yes and no um if you're an american playing hockey and you can't get into the nhl you go to uh scandinavian countries hmm. if they won't get you there you go to the khl which is the russian league right Um, And those are where you're going to make money. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, But yeah, you could try Japan. Like, it's not as big. The Japanese Hockey League isn't that big. Right. Um, But it's definitely an option for... In fact, one of the top uh, picks of the MLB draft is going to Japan. Hmm. Instead of... um, Or I don't know if he got picked, but he's an 18-year-old kid and he's going... Straight from. Uh, high school to play in Japan because then once he serves the five years or whatever it is. Playing, on a Japanese team and can come back to the states, he comes back as an unrestricted free agent, so he could sign with anyone. Mm.
1: Okay.
0: Um. So yeah, that's where it gets a little, interesting. Like you could circumvent, a lot of the, uh, rules and you know he could be he'll be making good money to play in Japan instead of you know getting paid minimum wage to play baseball in uh, the middle of nowhere Kansas right on a single or double A team Mm
2: -hmm.
0: you know he'll get a chance to play in the majors at a high level the pitcher so he'll be pitching against good talent Although, if I was going to go watch international baseball, I'm to go to Korea. Korea? Yeah.
1: North or South?
0: Both. Like, honestly, mm. both. Um, south Korean baseball is this uh, display of personality hmm. that we don't see in the States. Uh, if you hit a home run, you admire it. You flip the bat. Like, you do everything that you don't do here in the States.
1: So it's like Japanese wrestling. They just go, like, how do we extremify it?
0: Uh, yes and no. Because current Japanese wrestling is very much grounded in... It's less of the theatrics Mm -hmm. and more of you are a wrestler and you are going to wrestle. Whereas the WWE is like, you know how flamboyant can we make this
2: mm-hmm.
0: which is what korea does for baseball they have cheerleaders like for the fans to lead them in the cheers and stuff and like the guy that's the cheerleader for the one team is like he's a celebrity mm-hmm. um yeah there's a couple good i think there's a vice sports on um, uh korean baseballs it's, it's, that's the one i'm thinking of it's pretty good um so it's definitely a fun one to watch if you're interested in what baseball looks like outside of MLB.
1: hmm So you ready to talk about everyone's favorite movie of the year? Uh
0: the franchise killer.
1: No, we are not talking about hold on, Chuck's script. No, not Fast and the Furious. No, not Shaft. No, do you see a problem? No, not X Men.
0: Fast and the Furious. Oh, Hobbs well, and Shaw. Yeah. That's not going to kill the franchise because it has The Rock in it, and
1: it's one of the last with The Rock. Um. Uh, yeah, they said John Cena's replacing The Rock.
0: He will replace him in nine, so he'll be in no. nine.
1: At least, as okay. of right
0: now, he'll be in nine. For a brief bit.
1: Mm-hmm. But yeah, um... Men in Black International. Can we... St- uh, yeah, you know where I gotta start this film, right? Spoilers, by the way. The very
0: end it's are complete clusterfuck?
1: Not even quite yet there. Who were the energy people?
0: The nebulas.
1: But, but, but... That didn't answer my question.
0: It, well... They didn't even answer the question. Like, they said, oh, they're from this planet. And that planet right. was taken over by the Hive. They don't explain why they're nebulas. Or also, why they have control over this energy.
1: Or, yeah, if they had such control over this energy, couldn't they have, like, killed them when they wanted to?
0: Well, yeah, like, in, they had... in theory, they could have just wiped out whoever they wanted
1: on the spot
0: yeah
1: it didn't seem like they had struggle
0: like yeah they they could have easily just oh she's got the you know star cannon thingy and we want it star cannon we got
1: it To, to be fair star cannon a somewhat cool weapon I'll give the weapon some credits
0: men in black has always been good about Having cool weapons.
1: I'm not saying it's a perfect weapon, but like on face value, a weapon with a star in it, a fun, quirky weapon.
0: It's a really cool idea of, hey, we're going to harness a dying star.
1: And literally harness it, not like a metaphorical harness it.
0: And it's limitless energy, and it's. You know, you could probably create a black hole with it if you tried hard enough. Mm hmm.
1: What, okay, let's let's go on this list, because I think we both blindly agree we don't like this movie. So, AJ, what is so the, my, my first pet peeve is The Nebulas. What's your first pet peeve?
0: Um, they try too hard with Tessa Thompson.
1: What do you mean by that? Because I'm not sure where you're going with that.
0: They are trying to capture Will Smith's swagger that he has in the first one.
1: Which is funny because you have Chris Hemsworth. He should be the one with the swagger.
0: Well, yes, but they're also going off of the original movie of the one with the swagger is the one that finds them.
1: Speaking of finding them, my pet peeve. Once she saw an alien when she was like six. And once she saw people in black suits so then naturally she understood that somehow you find people in black suits you find the aliens
0: or if you find an alien you find the men in black suits
1: also and in her head no one else in the world wore black suits apparently too
0: yeah i just heard her uh you know oh well these are the ones in black suits so they must be the people What happened when she drove past a cemetery and saw a funeral going on? Well...
1: That's... she was very... that's very suspicious.
0: She goes, wow, that must be an alien. And she looks, oh no, it's a dead person. (laughs) Yeah. Like, like I totally I, I totally understand. get why everybody every agency called her insane because she is. She's looking for people in black suits. Well I'm surprised It's not even no the agency, alien like, part that's weird. It's
1: I'm gonna say this without saying it ironically for a second. I'm surprised no agency tried to
0: lock her up. Yeah. You almost wonder if in this universe, like the CIA might know. Like higher ups mm-hmm. to the CIA you might know. But does the FBI have any idea that the MIB exists? <laughs> no. Because like Yeah, that just During her one interview she's like, I want the people that deal with them and she points up. I think it's at the CIA. And the guy I'll admit it was a pretty funny joke. He goes, Accounting? She goes, No, higher and he goes, Still accounting? Right, that was such a bad joke. It was a bad joke, but it was one of the ones that made me laugh. Of like, they at least got the humor when they wrote that line of like, "This is gonna be funny."
1: No, you know what made me laugh was when you put Tessa Thompson in a call center because you know what Tessa Thompson's best role ever was.
0: Uh, Valkyrie and. No,
1: what? it is not. It is, the goddamn genius film of Sorry to Bother You.
0: I don't think I've ever seen that.
1: It's so fucking good. It's the call center one where, like, the guy's in the call center and it's the black guy who haven't used the white force. Oh. You definitely saw the trailers for it. Yeah. It's it is legit a fucking genius film. For
0: a second there my mind went to Black Klansmen because they do the exact same thing.
1: Okay, they do but, like, not in the same satirical, dark comedy way. As you Sorry to Bother You, or? Sorry to Bother You is the satirical, like, dark comedy.
0: I mean, I would say Black Klansman gets pretty satirical and dark with that.
1: It does, but I don't know if its goal is to be a comedy.
0: Well, I think any Spike Lee movie, his goal is to... Make a point. Be a woke director—the term that I absolutely yeah. hate. So also, I don't know why
1: that... we adore Stanley as this amazing director.
0: You mean, Spike Lee. Spike Lee. Uh, yeah, he's not a good director. At, like, he's had maybe one or two good.
1: Chirac? Chirac was shit. <laughs> you don't like Nick Cannon. Singing? Chirac
0: was shy shit.
1: You would know you are a Chicago native.
0: I'm not, I've never lived in Chicago.
1: <laughs> Chicago is your big
0: city. Mm. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm really curious now. What's closer, Chicago or Detroit?
1: You told me it was Chicago. I, you lied well, to
0: me. That's what I thought. Hold on. I'm just going by. Uh, as the crow flies, because that's an easier way to measure it on Google. I can just right-click and go measure distance. Uh, measure the view there. It's going to be weird, because I go across the lake, so I'll go actually around and make it legit. It's 146. Very rough estimate compared to... Measure distance.
1: Measure distance, come on.
0: It says 155, but that's to downtown Detroit. Like And also the measurement to Chicago is a little off. So it's within ten Thrones. miles.
1: Which is closer though? Oh uh, Chicago. Damn right. Well, you are a Chicago it native. Depends.
0: It depends on where you're exactly at. For me actually it's Detroit. Oh fuck. Um because of from where I measured is about six or seven miles to the west of where I live, so.
1: Chicago, you a good spot to probably something like the Field Museum, because taking um, the Skyway is probably quicker.
0: Uh, to get into town, yes. To get to where you lived, it was actually faster to go down and around.
1: Oh, no, no. To get where I live, no. To get into Chicago, yes.
0: Skyway is pretty easy. Um, well, I'll put, it, I'll put it this but... way. Where we are, where I am, is in the, what's called the sphere of influence... We're getting back into sports. Uh, is in what is called the sphere of influence for both Chicago and Detroit. Really? And so basically what that is, is I believe it's the NHL and MLB go by this of... Um, if there was going to be a new franchise, if it was going to be located within a sphere of influence, they have to get approval first from the owner of that franchise to even start the process.
1: So then why would anyone ever say yes?
0: Um, like, well, it would be, um, I think who's close, like, uh, Nashville's not that close, but like, if they wanted to start one in, um, see, Orlando.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, they would need to contact the Tampa Bay Lightning. And Tampa might actually let them do it because they're kind of different enough. Um, But they wouldn't be that competitive. But it would be like if uh, Charleston, South Carolina wanted to start a team. Mm -hmm. Well, the team's in Charlotte. So, So they would have to, yeah, they would say definitely not. Um, But, like...
1: See, but if it was me, and I was a sports owner, I would would always say no, because then I would have a bigger sphere of influence.
0: No, your sphere is just, it's a set size, it's not...
1: But it would affect my viewership. Not really. What do you mean, not really?
0: Um, like, well, okay if you're the Chicago Blackhawks or even the Detroit Red Wings, like those are two mm-hmm. original six teams, like their contracts with the league are set in such a way that they're going to make the most money out of any teams. Mm-hmm. So they honestly probably wouldn't care too much if a, well, Detroit would never let it happen because Grand Rapids is where their uh, AHL team is. So then they would have to relocate that. So they would just say no for that reason. But, um, like, well, think of, um, like with Chicago, right? They have mm-hmm. the Cubs and the White Sox. So they're both in right. each other's sphere. Um, and obviously the Cubs were there first, but the way they got around that was they were different leagues. Right. And at the time that they were both founded, um, the leagues were actually two separate entities. And mm-hmm. then became MLB. So, so that's kind so that of yeah, how they got around that one. That's how they got it there.
1: That's, isn't that how most two city leagues were formed?
0: Uh, no. Really? Well, yeah. Like L.A., for instance. Um. The Dodgers were there, and then the Angels were founded. Mm Um,. The Lakers originally came from Minnesota, which is why they're called the Lakers. Um, and then the Clippers were founded. The uh, Rams were founded there, and the Raiders actually started in Los Angeles. Then went to Oakland, then came back. Then went back Vegas. to Oakland, and now they're going to Vegas.
1: Are they in Vegas already, or are uh, they going no, to they
0: are not. No,
1: it's the Knights is the new they're NHL team are the that's NHL Vegas. Team.
0: And they're brand new. They're not a remover. Right,
1: I know. They're like, that was, they, they had a chance of like doing insanely well on a new... Yeah, yeah their
0: first year they made it into the Western Conference Finals.
1: Which on paper is actually crazy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's because the basically. best... It's, or did they make it to the fi- the Cup Finals? I, I know the Caps won it.
1: Because I know they were the mm. highest percentage a team of rookies, basically, has ever gotten.
0: Uh, yeah, well, yeah, they're effectively all rookies, but, um, let's see, no, they did make it to the Stanley Cup Finals, but Washington ended up winning. Hmm. So it's the furthest they could have gotten without winning.
1: I know, I remember because I wanted them to win just for the, like, um, could you imagine the factor of, like, losing to a brand new team?
0: Well, the thing of it is, the way that, um the nhl works with expansion teams Mm -hmm. is you have to give a list of i forget how many player players it is per team that are then uh added to a supplementary draft so basically the golden knights were drafting nhl players Mm. like if you've ever played a sports game and turned on the fantasy draft that is effectively what they were doing was they could just, you know, they could pick and choose. They drafted, I believe it was two or three players from each team. Um.
1: And they had to give them up?
0: Yeah. Well, a lot of teams, like, did behind the, you know, closed doors deals with Vegas. Mm-hmm. Of like, okay, we'll give you this guy for this. Or we'll give you this pretty decent player if you don't take this great player you know they got a, mm. they did a lot of those deals um,
1: or we'll give you this guy and we'll not give a different team this guy to really fuck them
0: well yeah, I always you curious couldn't... how many of those
1: deals are like we'll not trade the guy and then we'll promise not to give the other team a guy too I wonder if those deals
0: ever happen oh I'm sure they do especially in the NBA mm-hmm yeah um well what's going to be even more interesting is when Seattle when their team uh starts now Vegas will have to put up players for that draft
2: hmm
0: and I mean they have only had well this will be their second draft like legit draft that they're in not a supplementary draft like drafting from the same pool of players as everyone else Mm-hmm. Um, and now suddenly they're going to be giving up probably a lot of those prospects um, to the supplemental draft. Well, then the thing of it is, right? If they don't get drafted, then they stay on their team. So it's it's not like they're suddenly out of a job.
1: True. Yeah. But anyway, so we were talking about men in black and national, which uh, is a
0: well, let's, okay, let's put it this movie? way. It's such a non-movie that we are totally fine with going off on a sports tangent.
1: Because it's, it's just so... blah. Is that the best way of putting it?
0: Yeah. Also, I feel like a lot of the discussions that we would have had, we had the other night when we recorded the first episode.
1: Which sucks, but like, I'm gonna beg at you, the simple answer to that discussion was, there are so many plot holes in this film that it's stupid. Yes. Like, Liam Neeson thing makes no sense to me. Because in my head, so the in my the way I understood the hive thing was if they took him over, I didn't realize he could also take the skin off.
0: Yeah, it's almost like a, uh, the first movie. Uh, yeah, but they. They don't, um... Or at least a lot of them. They don't, uh... Like, pop out of their... hmm Human body. They just take over the body.
1: Which is what threw me off when he popped out of it. In my head, I was like, oh, he could take it over. That I didn't have a problem with that, per se. It was more the, like, act of popping out, and he was five times bigger, part.
0: Yeah, it's like the, uh... Oh. What am I thinking of? Prey. Mm-hmm. Is that the game where like the aliens inside oh, of the, you can take the, you over?
1: The no, you think of the mimic.
0: Well, what game is it where like? Oh, it's Mass Effect. That's what it is. M- Mass Effect. The. uh Oh, what are the enemies called? the reapers Uh, one of them like the the bean like rips out of the human
1: hmm Um,
0: yeah pretty sure it's mass effect
1: i generally don't know this villain in mass effect
0: maybe andromeda
1: I I didn't finish Andromeda. So I get me.
0: a lot of those games mixed in my head because I played one, two, and three basically straight through.
1: I think most people I feel like did.
0: And then I started playing Andromeda not long after.
1: So my Mass Effect thing is, I split them in between one, two, and three, and then Andromeda because I know what Andromeda is, and also to me one is such a different game than two and three. I'm, I could split those, but two and three I might play together a lot more.
0: Well, in one, there's like. It's not ammo, it's an overheat. Right? Or is right. one. Well, uh, ammo. It depends
1: on the gun, I think.
0: Well, I play as the um, sniper class.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, the guns, I think, still have ammo. Some of them.
0: Some of them do. I know the snipers didn't because some of the. Like, during the Saren fight, he could hit you and it would overheat your weapon. Really? Mm-hmm. Also, the the,
1: Mass Effect One. I don't know if it's a good game. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest here.
0: Well, I read through a guide on how to defeat Saren because it took me forever. Mm-hmm. Turns out, I took the two worst people to go in that fight.
1: Huh? Who'd you put in?
0: Um. Garrus. And Ashley.
1: So two basic soldiers. And you were a sniper. Yeah. God, that is. Was it Ashley?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just went off of. Oh, it's going to be a fight. Like, up until that point, I just went full combat strength. Mm -hmm. Because I was a sniper, so I could just cloak myself once it was recharged and run around and get to a point where I could uh, snipe people. So it wasn't that bad. But then suddenly, when Saren's like. 18 different things, and you have no biotics.
1: Yeah. I was the biotics guy, so, like, it was that hybrid one, which is good. Yeah. But anyway, Mass Effect International. Mass Effect International. God. Men in Black International. If I said you could watch Men in Black International or play Mass Effect Andromeda, what would you choose?
0: Uh, Men in Black International because it's shorter.
1: <laughs> if I said you do the same amount, let's say.
0: Well, okay. How are we playing Andromeda? Like straight the through the first two hours. Oh, you mean the first two yes. first two hours of Andromeda? You
1: watch, you play the first two hours, or watch Men in Black International.
0: Well, uh, the first two hours of Mass Effect Andromeda are basically cutscenes anyway. So, I'd probably say that.
2: Hmm.
1: Okay.
0: Well, can those two hours include the character creator? Because if it can, then definitely Andromeda.
1: No. That's, like, in-game. So, like, cutscenes would count, but, like, you have to hit, like, that button yeah. that, like, gets you in.
0: Also, I totally didn't realize until after the fact, but you probably didn't want to create a custom face for your Shepard <laughs> Uh Because the custom ones are terrible, the preset ones are actually pretty good. Because my custom uh, shepherd or whatever it was called uh, looked very Asian, and I was not going for that.
1: Well, you did.
0: The thing is, I didn't try. Like, like I was trying to go for, you know, just a a more. just bland face right like a a pretty Mm -hmm. nondescript face and that's what it kind of looked like in the character creator but then like the first cutscene starts and the skin tone's different and the eyes look different and like not saying there's anything wrong with the eyes but when you're going for a certain look like the nondescript look because that's what i wanted to go for it was like i'm playing a sniper who can cloak themselves like I kind of played them as a, a Hitman, basically, so you wanted the most nondescript player.
1: Barcode head possible.
0: Yeah, yeah bald and in, in a black suit.
1: <laughs> God. Um, Have you touched Hitman 2 recently at all? How is it?
0: It's 110 gigs, I can tell you that. What? <laughs> well, when you figure it downloads all of Hitman 1 right and all of hitman 2 like i don't know what, i don't know what base hitman 2 sizes because i think a lot of their um audio is uncompressed a lot like doom mm. so hitman 2 i played through it because there was a uh elusive target
1: that's what i was gonna ask you because i've heard there's some good ones
0: um yeah I did... How did I do the... I think I did the Deceivers. Um... Yeah, it's it's still very good. I mean... Hitman is... Will we
1: ever see a Hitman 3, do you think?
0: Mm...
1: Or do you think, like, Hitman 2 will be the game?
0: I think if you see a new Hitman, it will just be hitman it won't be hitman 2 or 3 or whatever if they want to go down that'd be the best way to define
1: which hitman we're referring to
0: (laughs) well if they want to go down the service road right like which the thing of it is they've kind of been not doing that because of the way they released 2 they released it all at once Mm -hmm. they've still been supporting it but it doesn't seem like it
2: Mm -hmm. Um,
0: if they want to go down this game as a service and you know, elusive targets and stuff like that. I think your next release, you just combine everything into one call it Hitman and that's it. Hmm. Interesting.
1: Okay. Well, that will be it for us on this weird rendition of Movie Club. We apologize for it being a little bit weird. It's it's the problem when you record an episode like that and then it, it's like not like a news story. It's very topical and that's what we did. So like, we're like, what did we say already? But don't worry. If, when in doubt, watch Men in Black 1. You could just skip International. Maybe watch Men in Black 3. That's an acceptable film. Because my boy Josh Boland's in there. So you can watch it. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter at Mikey underscore Maroney. You can follow AJ at the Chicagoan. You can follow the show at the SWW Show. Remember, view us, like us, podcast services around the globe, including Spotify, iTunes, whatever the hell Google uses. You go to the SWWShow.com for more information. If you want to email us, over it's Podcasts with an S at the SWWShow.com. AJ, do we have an interview coming up at the end of the show?
0: Well, it kind of depends on if I can fix yours in time.
1: Okay. We might or might not. We don't know. Otherwise, if we don't, we'll, we'll have two episodes we'll have two interviews coming up after our normal July episode of the show. And that'll be a fun treat for all of you guys. AJ, any final words for the peoples?